Welcome everyone, from live from CRC St Albans in Melbourne, Australia. You're listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live. My name is Sammy, and my co-hosts, my co-hosts today are Sophia, Anna, Andy, and Audrey. Today, our special guests are Joe and Lex from CoHealth. Um, so the first question I've got for you today is, today is um, why did you choose to jo- enter the field of mental health? Um, I'll start. So um, for me, I came into mental health work accidentally. I had a professional career through all sorts of other things. And um, then I started uh, realising that there were jobs that could use lived experience uh, where my lived experience of mental health, of um, being autistic, having ADHD and any other of the mental health experiences I've had actually gave value to the work I do and made me better at my job than someone without that lived experience. So I've come in uh, to mental health lived experience particularly um, to support, enable, grow and develop our lived experience workforces in Victoria across the whole mental health system. Yeah. So what is it like working in the field of mental health? Would you like to answer that one? Yeah, so um, reasons why I came into mental health nursing specifically, um, I'm not sure if you guys know about nursing, but there's just so many different options that you can choose from. There's like a billion different avenues. Um, I was really attracted to mental health because I felt like it was an area of nursing that wasn't as task-orientated, like you weren't running to give someone fluids or getting pills or anything like that. You can actually sit down and get to know someone and really make a difference in some ways. Like you can see someone from when they're really unwell, you know, not doing good at all, and then sort of be that person there that walks alongside them to recovery as well. So it's, yeah, it's making a really big difference. It's something I'm pretty passionate about. Um, it was World Mental Health yesterday, uh, the 10th of October. What did CoHealth do for that or what is that sort of around? So one of the things, um, we are doing a lot of advocacy work and uh, we've done some social media posts around um, looking after your own mental health, um, um, acknowledging what you can do for yourself for self-care, things like just prioritising rest, eating well, exercise, the things that we all know, but it's often when you're busy, it's really hard to prioritise those things. Mm -hmm. Um, And then being able to support yourself when things are a little bit unwell and knowing where can you go if things get a little bit harder or you need some real support. So mostly we're doing a lot of awareness advocacy. We're here today um, as part of Mental Health Week Um, and we are increasing our mental health services, Um, particularly in the Brimbank area. We have a new service that's going to be starting in the next few days um, supporting uh, mental health and wellbeing for local people here. Yeah, really exciting. Yeah. Um, so, what are, so what are some challenges that you face working in mental health? Yeah. So um, me, when I'm working in mental health, because I feel like um, you're giving so much of yourself to the people that you look after, wherever you meet them in the community, or say, for example, as a mental health nurse, you might be working in a hospital, you're really um, giving all of your energy to meaningfully um, bring about change and help walk alongside them, like I said before. So it can get quite tiring. And that's something I probably do um, identify as a challenge, you know, trying to maintain my energy and keep going. But with that, as well as what Joe was saying, is, you know, taking your time to reflect and sort of um, practice those self-care techniques that is good for everyone's mental health, really. Yeah, especially people who work in the area. Going off that, you said that you noticed your tiredness. How can you notice what mental health challenges you may have and what, what are the signs that you can kind of be made aware of before it gets to a certain point? 
Yeah, so um, it might just be something as simple as a colleague saying, hey, I've noticed you've been here a lot. You know, are you taking some time <laughs> off? So um, that's, you know, something really small or it might just be um, like even little things like you haven't taken a break today, you know, you should really take the time. So it's just, yeah, little things. And when you notice that, um, you know, perhaps you're not as um, sort of energised coming into work or you're not as sort of um, ready to engage. You might have other things on your mind, like I need a good sleep or I need some time off. If you're a bit busy in that space, it can be quite hard to fully invest in um, your practice and mental health. Yeah, so it's really important, like I said before, to make sure, I always like the um, saying, sorry, like you can't fill from an empty cup. So with self-care and with, um, you know, having that balance and working, you've got to sort of fill up your own cup and do the things you enjoy before you sort of pour out your cup to different people that you're looking after and working with. Can I answer that one as well? Um, I just, one of the things we're um, implementing is uh, work wellness plans. And so that's something that you create when you're doing great and you can work with your manager or with a peer or a, um, a supervisor to develop a plan to identify what you know are your indicators that your mental health isn't going well or that you're feeling stressed or run down, what those warning indicators might look like, like not wanting to get up in the morning or skipping lunch breaks, not taking breaks, and putting action plans in place while you're equipped and feeling well mm-hmm. so that when you do notice those triggers, um, those um indicators coming up you then have a plan you can follow to help you it may be when this happens I need to take a couple of days break from work or I need to make sure I get a prioritize my sleep or I need to and how do you keep yourself well it's really hard to make those decisions about keeping yourself well when you're not feeling great when you're feeling already um unwell so creating the plans when you are well um, and the indicators that tell you when you're starting to slip into there um, will help you. And it means that you can negotiate with your manager about taking leave in advance and say, when this happens, I'm going to need to take leave. So you can just say to your manager, this is happening, I now need leave. And you don't have to do all those things that are really hard and stressful and build your anxiety up when you're not feeling equipped. Yeah, of course. How do you manage your mental health whilst working in such an emotionally demanding career? It's hard. <laughs> yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, it's a pretty yeah. loaded question. Yeah. But um, you'd obviously just start off, like we've already said before, by taking that balance and um, sort of knowing things, like Joe was saying, that might you might be able to pick up on if you're sort of heading down that path. That might mean, okay, I do need a break or, you know, I'm not taking breaks at work. I do need to really prioritise that or something. Yeah. And I make sure um, having good um, debrief and supervision and coaching available so um, that I have a counsellor or a coach that I can talk to and debrief after things have happened or just to keep me going. Um, That's a really important part of working in mental health is being able to uh, talk about the impact on yourself, particularly where you've got lived experience and some of the things that you experience in your work may activate some of your own experiences, may hit it in a slightly uncomfortable way. Yeah. So having a trusted person that you can debrief to or talk to and um, possibly get some coaching from is really good. Mm. Yeah, and co-health's really great with that debriefing, coming together, sort of helping each other with stressful situations. Yeah. Um, what are the main mental disorders that are common with young adults? 
<laughs> um, so there's, it's, a, it's a whole lot of things, really. Um, I think probably what I've noticed a lot more in the people that I've seen is a lot of, um, I wouldn't say issues, but probably more um, experiences and feelings around body image and um, also things I think about so, sort of social media and also finding your identity and relating that with sort of body image um, con- sort of ideas, if that makes sense. Like, in a way, um, I find that a lot of young people nowadays are comparing themselves to other people. And I know that's quite hard when you're growing up and usually that's what you do. You're mm-hmm. learning by example from the people around you and the people in your communities. But, yeah, it is quite difficult for people to um, really believe that you are unique and, you know, you're one of a kind. And um, everyone's special in their own way. So it's just good to remember that. Um, what are the main causes of mental health problems and disorders for teenagers? I think causes um, is hard to say, but a lot of people have experienced trauma uh, through various um, reasons in their life um, and particularly where that's not recognised or supported. I think a lot of um, young people, a lot of parents or carers of young people may see something happen, don't know how to deal with it themselves and try to push it away and not really address it and say, oh, they're just a kid, they'll grow out of it, it's all yeah. fine. And so not having trauma or the impact of that trauma addressed at the time that things are happening can go on to cause um, further ongoing problems for people and it doesn't give you the tools to equip you to um, to really move beyond that. So um, that's probably one. And we've all been through a really traumatic last few years mm. with the COVID pandemic yeah. and having to change quickly and rapidly going into um, learning how to do school at home and particularly for um, people going through transitional years, going from primary school to high school, high school into university and other um, transitions, it can be really difficult not having, there's no model or how do you do that? We haven't done this before, this going into lockdowns and pandemic and transitions. So we're learning as we go. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, and we, when we learn, we do things wrong. We always, we've got to test it. Sometimes it won't work. We've got to learn from that to better a different way the next time um but it means we and young people are in the middle of it Mm. yeah so if you're just tuning in you're listening to crc live on brimbank live live from crc st albans in melbourne australia my name is sammy and my co-hosts are sophia anna andy and audrey and our special guests today are joe and lex from co-health what can we do as surroundings as around to help someone who might be dealing with mental health issues, what, what, what can we do to help them? I think for me, um, when I hear that question, the biggest thing that comes to mind is just listening and really just provide, if someone's, you know, feeling stressed or feeling um, like they might have a lot of a lot of stuff on their plate at the moment, just providing that listening ear and if they want to vent about something, if they just, you know, want to talk to you about what's going on for them, just listening. And also the thing that um, is really important for most people is that really authentic validation. Like if someone's saying to you, yeah, I'm having a um, really rough time at home at the moment, it's sort of connecting with them and saying yeah that must be so hard you know acknowledging where they're coming from and what it would be like to be in their shoes how can teenagers keep their mental health up to date yeah so um some of the things that joe was talking about before like um 
sort of regular sleeping patterns. Um, also trying, I know it can be hard when you are um, not feeling the best to go out and do things. You might not have much motivation, um, but just trying your best to um, kind of remove yourself from the situation and think, you know, going for a walk or something or catching up with a friend might really help me at the moment. Um, I think that could really benefit me or um, it is quite hard to do that when you're in that sort of way, you're feeling really stressed and you might not um, feel like doing any of that stuff. But just knowing that even small things like, you know, just going for a walk or like if you have a pet, for example, um, taking a dog for a walk, you know, hanging out with your cat, Pet therapy is actually really big in mental health, so that's even evidence-based itself. But, yeah, just doing little things. They don't have to be huge things like running a marathon or, you know, running 15Ks at the gym to make yourself feel better. Just small steps that, um, yeah, that can be really good and, you know, noticing when you're able to do those things and, yeah, stuff like that. What impact do you believe social media has on teenage minds especially? Yeah, so I talked about it a little bit before, but um, I think it is quite hard with social media to um, sort of think about your identity growing up and sort of who you want to be and what other people are doing. I think some people have the idea that social media is quite an accurate representation of people's lives. Um, I personally, as a mental health nurse, I wouldn't necessarily understand that to be true. <laughs> um, social media and my sort of idea is quite a manufactured presentation of someone. So when you're scrolling through Instagram or seeing someone on a nice holiday, you know, that's just the tiniest bit of their life. You know, you've just got to remember there's a whole other sort of um, background in what they're doing, you know, work, life, jobs, relationships. Social media is just like the tiniest peek into someone's life. So just when you're using social media, um, just to acknowledge that and you might be thinking, you know, oh, she's at a really nice speech. Her life must be so good. You know, it's just the smallest snippet. And to also try and, I suppose, balance your social media use as well, not to just um, spend all day scrolling on TikTok, which, you know, <laughs> guilty I've done that before. <laughs> I think but, you all um, have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um <laughs> Just trying to balance it out where you can and um, taking sort of steps like we said before, like going for a walk or something. Also, it's quite good to just distract yourself and say, no, I'm putting my phone down for today. I'm going to go and see my friend or I'm going to go and watch a movie or something like that. Yeah. yeah. So for someone that's going through these issues, like mental health and all that, how can they reach out to you guys? Um, to co-health, oh, I'd recommend that um, people look at uh, resources online like Headspace yep. um, who also have a phone uh, service. Um, we, You can go to the co-health um, website or search for co-health youth and we do offer youth um, mental health services. Yep. Um, but a, I've, the first point of call, I'd really look at a, broad, a website like Headspace yep. and just have a read through some of the resources there. Mm. Yeah, Headspace um, I know a little bit about. It's really quite good. Um, I, I think Joe said before they do phone-based stuff. But also if you just want to send a message, there's someone on the other end of the um, sort of computer, I guess. So you don't have to pick up the phone if talking on the phone isn't really for you. You can just text them and talk about how you're feeling. So it's a really good service. Yep. So that's all we have time for today. Thank you to um, Joe and Lex from CoHealth. Um, it's been great. To, it's been a great pleasure talking to you guys today. Um, live from CRC St Albans in Melbourne, Australia. You've been listening to CRC Live on Brimbank Live. My name is Sammy, and my co-hosts today, 
Sophia, Anna, Andy, and Audrey. Thank you for joining us today. Hope We hope we found the information today useful. And until next time, have a great day.